Uh. Some of people's one time. What up, what up, what up? I know she hates that. What up, what up, what up? This is Across the Intersection Podcast. Hello, this is listening AJ. audience. We are in appreciating. here with, uh, this is AJ. I'm here with Avery and Eve. Hey. hey we all back in the saddle. It's been a couple weeks since been we've been while. able to uh, get it in. Been a little while. Yeah, been a little while. But as, as always, you can ingest our podcast mm. on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. I thought you guys were going to do like 12 while I was away, but I came back and it nah, was nah. one. What, what's going on here? It's hard in these streets, yeah. man. It's, it's hard when you're juggling. I'm, I'm, I'm that true Jamaican. I got 15 jobs. You're lazy, yeah, so you're lazy. I just yeah. dated myself. If you don't know early 90s sitcom, yeah. you, don't, you know what I'm talking about right yeah. there. And Eve, word was on the digital streets that you went to Wakanda to get some vibranium. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that, is that what's been going on? Quite the opposite direction. Okay. I was in the great land called Indonesia. Actually, ah. it's a series of 13,000 lands, but I was on the one called Bali. Right? And by the way, for the listening audience, Bali is highly recommended. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Now, you got to okay. be on that uh, Cameron Darty payroll order to, to get out to, uh, can we get some, <laughs> uh, you know, us, us commoners, I don't know yeah. if we can afford to go out to Bali. Yeah. Yes, you can, actually. Yeah. It's, it's really inexpensive. The thing that you have to be able to afford to do is sit in a plane for 13 hours mm. just to get to China, mm. and then you have to be able to sit in the plane again for six hours. China? <laughs> to get down to uh, to Indonesia. Come so on. Not everybody can do that. Mm. Yeah. So did they... Did they you know when you when you when you went there, did they say Beyonce? 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 <laughs> no, no, we we did get quite. Woody Hutton. Woody Hutton. But the the great the great thing Woody about Hutton. about the situation is that I was with two six foot tall negresses, so therefore I didn't get as much attention ho, 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 ho. as they did. Negress? Yes, ah. two six foot tall negresses. Oh, I am okay. just five foot seven. Y'all and be so throwing them new words. I, I like did that. not. <laughs> I did not get as much attention as they did. Mm. Hold up, chocolate. You're gonna have to let us know did they, so did where they did say, that egress thing come did from. They, did they say, oh, my my uh my my comedic, nilotic, <laughs> Nubian queen princess. <laughs> no, they didn't go, now, that, let me they didn't go that far. Though. Five dollar, uh, five dollar. <laughs> a friend of mine, he and his wife went to Thailand uh, <laughs> last year. Yeah. Did you get a lot of stares? Because he was like, every dude was staring at his wife just like Okay, so this is it. Like oh, I you said, got you and the negresses. Well, that's you? the thing, you know, in terms of all three of us. But again, I'm glad that I was not the six foot tall, one of the six foot tall ones, um, because I think that the reason that they got a lot of attention included their height. They thought they was in a WNBA. <laughs> and um, but but yeah, they're. I'm af- joking. After the first, um, I don't think they heard of the WNBA. <laughs> that's unfortunate. But after the first day, I decided not to look at people respectfully. You know, like literally in East Asia. What do you mean by looking at people? Well, what I'm saying is that because I want to be comfortable and I had to make a covenant with my eyes oh, okay. <laughs> to, to look at people that I'm talking to. Or to look into the distance, but there was not. Some swole Asian brothers out there. You trying to I'm get your group back, Winston? You I'm ran talking into Winston about over there? double consciousness. Okay, I'm okay. talking about. I did not want to have any form of double consciousness. I didn't want to look at myself through the eyes of people who were looking. Okay. You okay. know, saying, "Man, you know, we're not used to seeing melanated or more melanated people, especially when we spent 12 hours in China." Um, not not as much when we were in Indonesia. Well, they melanated. They got melanin. They, that's what I'm saying. But well, people with hypermelanation, <laughs> like we did. But I made it a point to yeah. I made it a point to after just 
just a short period of time, I realized that I was noticing that, you know, during the times when we, when we would get attention and I didn't want to notice that. I just wanted to enjoy my just vacation. Enjoy yourself. I got you. So that's why I decided to only uh, talk to or look at people who I was talking to and to have my sights in the distance, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, observing and enjoying myself. Otherwise, I would have been self-conscious and I wasn't going to spend my vacation being self-conscious. That's so but it was a ri- but that was what I had personally had to do. Some people relish folks looking at them. So it really depends on the person. For me, I didn't have time to think about that. And I wanted to enjoy my vacation. That's wonderful. That's but, wonderful. but more importantly, most of the, the vast, vast majority of people were extremely gracious and nice, especially in Indonesia. Indonesia. Um, but yeah, so, so you do have people who aren't used to seeing, and then also in Bali, the majority of the, um, tourists are Australian. Good eye, mate. Yeah. Because is Australia literally is that's just racist. south of there. Yeah, it's just racist, south of right? there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, then just, just there a were a bit. lot of Dutch people because unfortunately the Dutch colonized Indonesia and turned it upside down. And, you know, maybe one point I'll talk to you guys about that Shout out because to the Dutch. some of the Indonesians actually talked to us about how the Dutch came, colonized them and would not allow them to consume their own coffee. You know, it just, wow. it, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they basically wanted to rape the land. And, oh, so yeah. forth. Um, and then after the Dutch go. left, the Japanese came and did the same. But the point, is is that um so there were dutch there were um australians mm. there were people from other parts of europe so did you see the aborigines no uh, and when i say australian unfortunately i'm not talking about the black fellas okay. because um, there are also aborigines in bali that's the people that are from there that's what yeah. aborigine means yeah yeah okay. yeah definitely and, mm-hmm. and and by the way one of the aussies that we spoke to said that aborigine is not a good word so they like to call themselves black fellas or indigenous people or indigenous yeah right. in mm-hmm. terms of in, with respect to the australians mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and then there were a decent number of uh of uh tourists who were from china so my point is is that there were black american tourists we ran into russell simmons by the way yeah. over there oh, oh yeah. so that's what he yeah. ran to huh <laughs> and did, now, did, um, he, did he did he did he have you uh did he did he to a yoga session? No, he didn't. Okay. He was just walking. We were going down to a waterfall, and the, he was walking from those it. Me Too right? cats chased <laughs> okay. Russell all the way across did the world. Now, now, when he saw you, did, did he wave to you while he was uh, bending over and, and folding in a pretzel? I'll keep it moving, like wow. he does on the so, internet. <laughs> so, um, Ooh, but no, no, okay. he. But again, so there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it. maybe each day we didn't see any more than a man, dozen chase that man a dozen Bali. black people black people so you know it's not black folks are not people that they would see and when i say blacks i mean people of of uh, of non hyper south now, yeah non-southeast asian descent um now when you saw russell simmons did he use his rush card i'm just wondering like Come did on. it did it clear out there <laughs> i didn't use the rush That's card probably why and i had he to go to bali because you know, yeah, he, you know they got like a two dollar limit on that thing so crazy Okay. So you're talking about things from 10 years ago, but I understand. You okay. Know, supposedly the rush card is a little better than it used to be. Woo. But, okay. But yeah. So, um, but it, but he was gracious, but I definitely didn't run after him. I didn't realize it was him until I saw one person who I think he was traveling with, and then I looked back to see the other melanated person behind him, and I was like, "Oh, hello, Mr. Simmons." He nodded. I nodded, and we went on about our business. You about to get that man caught up? All three of y'all. <laughs> y'all about to. <laughs> Sexual chocolate, that man. But Come but on no, now. but it was it you was a fantastic a trip. And fellow globetrotters out there, uh, Bali is the spot. Oh, that might be one I have to add to my uh, bucket list. But um, yeah, so we glad to have Eve back in the building. Um, 
Yeah. Just stunt, stunned yeah, on yeah, everybody, yeah, right? I know, like, like, you just well, came uh, in your Bali food. Uh, yeah, I was watching, I just been watching the playoffs. Uh, you know, hey, right? the Caps are in the uh, Stanley Cup finals. Can you believe wow. that? Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've been trying to humor these cats that be like, yeah, the cats. I'm like, yeah, I don't really care about Yeah, hockey. but I mean. I'm you, just like, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, be that as it may, you know. That, like they Is the Snaggletooth dude still on that team? I don't know. I haven't watched one game. But, I, you know, I keep my ear to these to these uh, sports streets, <laughs> so you know they made the finals. I, I I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that because I know people were counting them out from um uh, getting them knocked out when they were they were going to lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins and all right. that. So shout out to anybody who listens who watches, who watches hockey. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch I, hockey, I, I, so nobody watches hockey. Yeah, I'm just like swarthy yeah. people played hockey. Yeah, shout you know out to the swarthy people Canada. that play hockey. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. one of them. So swarthy means dark skin. Yeah. Atlanta has a number of uh, you know people of color on their team and mm-hmm. then there are a couple of Canadian teams you know so mm-hmm. people yeah. don't realize that there are black folks in the NHL yeah 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 yeah. So there's, a, there's, a, there's a book that talks about the um, uh, oh yeah yeah Swarthy and Tawny people in the uh, that played hockey in Canada you know they had their own league so speaking of something else that was a paradox Woo! right that, that uh, I like that transition black, black hockey players um we are gonna. We've been sort of tabling a couple of things until Eve got back. Uh, oh, to dang, talk about put some pressure stuff. on me. I don't have anything to say. I'm hey, chilling. You know, mm. no, no, you're not chilling, Bali. You, that's that's your new nickname, Bali Simmons. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't have been in out there. Officially, I reject that. Okay, that one. Okay, I, I reject right. that. Yeah. Um. All right. So for the record, you you reject Bali Simmons. Okay. Duly noted, counsel. <laughs> anyway, so this um we've been you know. Talking about this black Christian paradox, right? Woo. Or the notion of a black yeah, Christian. Using paradox. those terms. Black and Christian. There you go. Using those terms. You know me in terms. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Every term except swarthy and tawny, right? There you go. Right. Swarthy From tawny. From a century and a half. Believer right. of exactly. Swarthy tawny. Any, any term from of antiquity. The, of the believe of the biblical narrative, but yeah. continue. It's gotta be from antiquity for Avery to, to <laughs> participate in that journey. But um so this so this notion, as Eve said, of a of a black Christian paradox. And so we've been chatting about a lot of different things. I think the last time we talked about identity and we've been talking about just some of the things that's been popping up where you just kind of, as a believer, you just kind of got to look and just shake your head. Like, just like, yo, man. Or not look at all. (laughs) Or not look at all. (laughs) By the way, AJ, when you say as a believer, because that word is being used a lot, what do you mean by believer? Hmm. Because there could be someone who logs into this or listens to this podcast just once and says believers. Believer in what? Believer that the word, that the color red is red? What what belief are they talking about? You're right. You know what? So I guess I should have done this when we did part one, huh? I didn't. So if you read the book of John, see, I wasn't trying to do my preface, but I'm going to do my preface now, guys. We're going to get a little Bible here. She asked the question, so read I got to get Bible. Read Bible, read it. You know, John chapter 1 says that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm. And then in verse 14, it says, and that Word became flesh and dwelt amongst mankind. Mm. That, that Word becoming flesh was our Messiah that we believe in, that he died on the cross for mm. our sins, mm. right? Mm. And here we are in 2018, believers in that truth. So when I say believer, that is what I'm talking about. Okay, so you're precluding people who accept the thus saith the Lord Old Testament and I mean who accept that only as the scripture and reject the New Testament and the notion of a New Testament Messiah. Are you precluding those folks? Oh no, they they are believers in something else. I'm just saying so okay. when you hear me say the term believer, that's what I'm talking about. You're talking about those who believe in the Messiah of the New Testament. Correct. Okay. 
Correct. The Messiah of the New Testament who actually pre-existed before the Old Testament. Yeah, that that Messiah. See, because a lot of times we like according to, act, to the New Testament. Yeah. According to the New Testament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we are. Believers. Yes. Go ahead. Who are of African descent? Okay. Who live in a Western context? Uh-huh. Here we are. Right. All well, right. you know, there are indigenous. That's in, in, indigenous Swazi and Tony people here, and that's the colored, and that's the reason that I've been saying melanated lately, people. because there's some people who believe that uh, that quote unquote black people, there's some who actually did not originate within recent centuries in Africa. Well, yeah, that's actually um, written supposedly, down. Yeah, supposedly, and I haven't seen this primary source yet, but supposedly when you look at Columbus and other people's yeah, yeah. Uh, primary sources, they will. Come, they've actually written that they've seen people that we would describe as black, broad-nosed, full-lipped, dark people when they arrived here. Well, that's why I'm saying well, of African descent. And they didn't descent. necessarily yeah. come through Mansa Musa. So yeah. that's why I will say melanated. There's a man, <clears throat> there's an explorer. You know, you have a bunch of explorers. Marco Polo, Magellan, um, uh, Ibn Fadlan, a lot of different explorers. You have a, 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 a guy by the name of Giovanni Di Verrazzano. There's a bridge in New York that connects Brooklyn to Staten Island yep. called the Verrazzano Narrows Bridge. A very popular bridge. It's huge. Well, it's not that popular if you got paid a toll going across that joint. The, the toll is The toll is I run through it. Okay. Well, it's not the Verrazzano. You're talking about the Gothels Bridge. That's what it is. And the Verrazzano, both of them. Uh, all right, well, I, I, got I, get, I he must I, tax you because you know. But get back to Mr. Verrazano. <laughs> Mr. Verrazano. Yeah, yeah, I don't pay taxes. I'm, okay. I'm just playing. Ooh, was, <laughs> you might have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Nah, um, nah G- serious, Giovanni di Verrazano. Giovanni di Verrazano wrote down um, when he uh, explored the what we what was at a point afterward became the Carolinian colonies, which we know now as North and South Carolina. You had different, you had the Chesapeake colonies, you had the Carolinian colonies, you had the New England colonies, you had these different colonies, Dutch colonies. Uh, Anyway, he had said, he had wrote down that there are uh, people a little bit taller than us that uh, uh, are their skin is darker than us, and they look like what we refer to as Ethiopian. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Their hair was um, textured, textured, curly, but they had their hair tied in like a bow um, to, that went behind their behind their back. Like, and you can see drawings, and it looks like they have it tied in a ponytail. Uh, and and when they say Ethiopian, just to be clear, because when we think Ethiopian, we think, hey, how you doing? You know, like, like Eritrean Indominish. and all of that. Indomina, hmm. Amasegnalu, those yeah. people, people who who speak Amharic. Yes, Amharic, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, com- a combination of, um, yes, uh, uh, in the Horn of Africa. And However, so, the real definition of the word Ethiop. Yeah, yeah, Ethiopia or Ethiop means uh, uh, people people with uh, burnt faces, people with yeah. burnt faces. And so when the term Ethiopia or Ethiopian was used, that was a broad term anybody that spoke to... the continent. Yeah, well, right. not just the continent, not just the continent. Anybody that was darker than white and they came from the South, they were referred to in, in, in Greek terminology... Uh, as Ethiopian, so there were Eastern Ethiopians and Western Ethiopians. Eastern being Dravidian, uh, or what we refer to as in- Indian, like East India, those those kind of people, um, mm-hmm. and then also people who we tend to reference as African. 
Uh, they, they were all uh, considered Ethiopian. And in fact, the Ethiopia that we know now used to be called Abyssinia. But, Abyssinia, yeah. yeah Abyssinia, Abyssinia became yeah. Ethiopia in the early 1900s. But to look at Ethiopia, Ethiopia, the Ethiopia that we know now was never colonized. So if yeah. you look at Ethiopia, like imagine, imagine a sheet, uh, imagine a cake. Not for lack of trying, because Italy, Italy tried. Oh yeah, they tried. For oh yeah, four they years. tried. They, yeah, uh, they, they occupied for yeah. four years, but no, they tried much longer than that. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. In the 1930s, it was a war. The mm-hmm. Ethiopian, Ethiopian Italian War. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and which, which kicked off, which kicked off the, uh, the, the, um, uh, African, uh, African uh, Reformation, um, when, when they, uh, African, uh, the African Independent Renaissance. So, yeah. When Which a lot of nations about 20 years, will yeah. claim, yeah, yeah. It, longer than that, like 60, 59 years, something, yeah. So, well, I guess if you include yeah. all the way up to modern Af- times, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Up until, uh, up until 1994 with uh, Nelson Mandela mm-hmm. and the African National Council and all that, but anyway, when he became president of um, Anzania, which we now call South Africa, but anyway, um, uh, so uh Ethiopia, if yeah. you, yeah, if you think about it like a cake. Right, like land as a cake, mm-hmm. and you grab a like like somebody comes with a knife, you grab a piece. AJ, you grab a piece. Listen to audience grabs pieces. Um, I don't grab a piece. I just leave it there. Well, what's left is cake, but that cake was bigger at one point. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But all those pieces are gone. What's left is what's left, and that's what we call Ethiopia right now. You feel yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I got you. So that's why it's Definitely. called Ethiopia. I got but you. Ver- yeah. But what Verrazano it was all did Ethiopia. when he looked when he came over yeah. here and observed the people and mm-hmm. wrote it down in his journal, yeah. he said, "Oh, those people look like the people well, that we are used to seeing and calling Ethiopian." Yes, certainly, and and um, uh, uh, there are there are uh, um, copper colored people or like every, so many people ended up identifying as black that was uh political and economic to erase history like that and lump everybody together it's not not unsimilar to the term white uh and you have um like there's a there's a group called the shinnecock indian the shinnecock indian that's out of uh new york up north yeah yeah, yeah. in 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 new york and that is the group that odb uh, old dirty bastard uh was a part of from the Wu. Yeah, from the, the Rizza, he identifies as American Indian. The Jizza, because you know they were all related anyway. Yeah, you see the like Wu Tang documentary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But those, the, the, they, when we look at them, it's like, oh yeah, you know, we think uh, West Africa and whatnot. And that's not to say that the lineage doesn't necessarily come from the continent at some point, but they predate, and many of us here in in the United States do predate uh, colonial colonial African slavery because. Um, Indigenous Americans were enslaved as well. Every, we know that. So, yeah, 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 we yeah. know that. But it's mm-hmm. also important to note that, yes, back in uh, several centuries ago, uh, the Mansa Musa mm-hmm. actually did send delegations of people. By the way, Mansa Musa is the wealthiest or was known to be the wealthiest man in human history. But supposedly yeah. he sent delegations in the 14th century. Of, um, yeah. of, of explorers mm-hmm. to the West. And those people never and returned. And they never returned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, Ivan Van Zertema's book, They Came Before Columbus, 
Columbus and other works talk about those people. However, what you're talking about and what a lot of people nowadays are talking about are folks aside from anybody who could have come from uh, the dis- or could have been descended from that particular group mm-hmm. or those group of pe- groups of people. We're talking about indigenous North Americans mm-hmm. who even predated folks like that. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's interestingly starting to come out now. But I think it speaks to a bigger issue, which is we can't just say melanated people are automatically of African descent, although it's great yeah. to be of African descent. Um, yeah. And even our my DNA test says I'm of African descent. But of the part of the world that I just came from is a few uh, clicks away from Come a on. place called, well, places called Micronesia, Come but on. even a, a more large place called um, Come on. Papua New Guinea. Woo! And when you look at Papua New Guineans, they look like you, Avery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're, clear. Right. They, they literally, hair? no, some of, okay, a lot of them don't even have like me. But they look like you. There are people who are indigenous to Australia. There's this whole, what I would call black belt in Southern Asia. Mm-hmm. A couple of the people we came across in Bali and in uh, Indonesia in general were our complexion. So Or darker. Um, yeah. Well, this is what, this is, you know. Facts, 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 facts. Yeah, this is what, you know, can happen. By the way, everybody, welcome to the Semantics Podcast, <laughs> where we go on tangents. Mm, but, mm. you know, this is this is what happens when you look at a people as a monolith, as opposed Ooh. to, this is why I, I like to differentiate culture and ethnicity and identity from just a color, because you have to, from all, from in in one color there could be a myriad and there is a there myriad is. of of ethnicities there's a, a myriad of cultures buried within there and so even when you say okay african american just in that term well there's 50 some countries 55 yeah. countries in we're, africa we're gonna have to, what are, what are we talking about here yeah we're going to blame jesse jackson for that one mm. I, I use well, i use the word blame on purpose well that's what happens yeah. when you have something yeah. new yeah, people That's don't understand thing. that. 1987, you know, I think. Like, but even if you go back 200 years, if mm. you think about human history, 200 years is new. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, and so that's the when you have a most things that we talk about in human history happened organically, where most of the things in this country were created. So you have a group of people, millions of people, who were transported from one continent to another artificially not organically they didn't organically travel and was you know searching the world they were taken and brought for a purpose and then just sort of released well yeah and so, all, and also also you had indigenous people too that were all mixed in right that's but that's not that, that, yeah. that's mm-hmm. not what I'm talking about I'm talking about the people who were brought oh, here. Oh, there yeah, were yeah. millions mm-hmm. of people right. brought mm-hmm. here and just yeah, placed absolutely. there yeah. and so it's, it's almost like you know when you I, I watch so, sometimes the, the nature channel what's it called um, natural geographic mm-hmm. where sometimes animals that are not indigenous to a certain part of the world are introduced and it just completely yeah, throws chaos. off the ecosystem yeah. mm-hmm. well that's what think about that in human history when you have uh, millions of people brought from one place to another mm-hmm. and released mm-hmm. you throw off the ecosystem almost you know it's to to use a, a term from nature so you have a people group who essentially have to create a whole new culture very and, and, good analogy and create, very good. they have to create they have to literally create an ethnicity so i don't un, although what jesse jackson and people of his ilk did although what they did was limited I understand because you have millions of people who don't identify with indigenous people, who don't identify with Africans, Africans. So they have to essentially create an entire well, culture that, from scratch. I think, the, yeah, um, be that as it may, that we, I think we would be naive to, to, to think that that knowledge, is, that knowledge did not exist even then. Um, oh, I'm not saying not, it didn't exist, right. but I'm saying you still have to walk it out. 
What I'm saying is, and you also have to, have to exist within your context. And even if the people who are melanated in America right now come from all over the world, some of them are indigenous, some of them are African, some of them are from, you know, uh, are indigenous to to Australia, New Zealand, whatever the situation is. If you have a similar experience among people who have similar features, even if we're different genetically, or even not genetically, but even if we're different in terms of tribe and ethnicity um, and are from totally different parts of the world, uh, there is, it does make sense that those people would say, let's come together and just call ourselves black or let's call ourselves colored or be called colored or call ourselves African like we did back in the 1700s and the late 16, 1600s for the purpose of coming together and actually fighting this oppression. Uh, we are way yeah. off where we were supposed right. to talk yeah. about. No, no. So want but, I just, but I just wanted to bring that up because there are, now that a lot of knowledge is coming out where um, people are realizing that some of the people who call themselves African-American are actually not descended from Africa or some people who look like we do are actually descended from North America or from different parts of the Americas or Africa, a lot of people are now sort of coming against those who would say black as a you know as a as a word to describe us but I, what i'm saying is that we need to understand the context by which folks have coalesced and called themselves one thing because they were being resisted by a whole society that has put them in the same category mm, ness yo the reason why i say that is because wait what did you what did you just say ness yo yeah what? i was just uh, uh okay. portmanteauing i was just combining yes and no okay oh. but the the <laughs> okay the okay. no like like actually, uh, you have a group that was called black. They didn't call themselves that. You well, yeah, that's why. That's why I made it. Called black. Yeah, yeah, they. It was actually, forced. And you have a group of people that called themselves white, and that was something that was implemented by the United States government. So they didn't force themselves to end up in this group. That was a military strategy in order to in in, in order to secure an advance nation. Uh, there is genetic variance. There is genetic difference, and I think, and, and that's something that gets lost a, a, a lot. That you find out when you get sick and you cannot get help, and people do not know what's wrong with you, and you end up passing away. Uh, there is there's a, a lot of genetic variance just because people have the same um, uh, 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 shade. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean okay, that good point. we have the same. Um, genealogical proclivities so to and speak. i think if you look at yeah, um, um, um what's it maslow's hierarchy mm -hmm. i understand what you're saying mm -hmm. but that's so far down the line mm -hmm. when you're talking when about you look people, at the base of the pyramid right when you look at the base they identity. have physical needs and they need oh, yeah. an identity oh, yeah. so i think Facts. what you're talking about is where where we are just now getting to people starting to say you know yeah there are but a hundred years ago, 150 years ago, we're just scratching and surviving. It was on some survival mode. Right, exactly. And so if, if they're just, if KKK people are just standing saying, there, you're not standing well, looking at the KKK talking about, actually, I'm of the Choctaw people of modern day, the KKK, the Klansman is looking at you saying, I'm going to lynch you anyway. Right, like I don't care. And that, so that's where we have to yeah. think in, in terms of reality. Like what you're saying is is true, but we have to think in, in terms of reality. Because so, uh, what I'm saying is not reality. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about it. reality in 150 years ago. 
150 years ago, honestly, I don't think that was reality. Now yeah. in the 21st century, yes, it's reality. But what if but it was reality, though? Because 120 years ago had to happen before right now. Like the knowledge that I'm saying is not knowledge that just yeah. If I'm up. running from slave trappers, dog, that's not reality. No, no, you guys are saying the same thing. It's reality, yeah, but it's just not. But it's not the reality of the person running from a slave catcher. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's that's a reality of this of, the, of of where this person is in the background and the backdrop of where this person run is running from the soil that they're running on. <laughs> but the person who's running from a slave catcher isn't thinking about that. Right. But we can we use slave catcher to transition into our first topic. So this is what happens. When, this is what happens when we don't record in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We go ahead. So you guys just just go ahead and buckle up. This might be a, a longer than normal episode, but anyway. So we were talking about initially. Uh, there's a black. Oh my god! Church. There's a church in Alabama, down in Birmingham, Alabama. It is the New Era Baptist Church. Um, this is an Atlanta Black Star. Um, the New Era Fifty Cap Baptist Church. Fifty nine fifty Baptist Church. Yeah. You okay. Know. We dating ourselves because Bambas don't wear those no more. So, you know, you know, I'm just saying. I still like fitteds, but that's just me. Anyway. <laughs> um, they make fitteds in Yeah, size? you know, when you got domes like this, you you, you got to get a fitted. I didn't know they had enough know. material for that. You know. If they can get over the bush, they can get over this. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> new era new era baptist church in birmingham alabama um pastor michael jordan and i hate the fact that his name is michael jordan michael b jordan i don't know this is just pastor we're gonna call him pastor m jordan that's m. what we're gonna call him so he uh put up a sign what he did was he put up a sign outside his church um if you go to twitter a lot they have this the what's it called highlights and every and sunday church they, signs. yeah they have church mm-hmm. signs some mm-hmm. of them are funny yeah. but this one isn't that funny so this one, it says, black folks need to stay out of white churches. I guess it is kind of funny. I'm sorry. He says, black folks need to stay out of white churches. Mm, tweet um, that. And so, I know, right? Tweet that. Facts. Oh, no. What's that uh, That coach? Uh, how's that for data? I don't know what that is. I'm not on Twitter. Oh, here we are. That's right. I forgot. Oh, you know, we never even gave. You see, we went off on that tangent, didn't even tell people to give us the five stars on, on iTunes. Give me the five stars. Good. That means we didn't do the same social thing media. we do every time. Yeah, she was glad to not have to do that. So, um, But if you're on Twitter like me, I'm at DeVenomous, um, you would have seen this. And so, so this cat puts up a sign. Now, the reason he did that, he didn't just do that um, for the sake of doing it. Um, in that Birmingham area, there is a mega church. And you guys know what mega churches are? The big, big boys, mm, right? The big body Jones. The the Golden State Warriors of churches in, in Birmingham, Alabama. Right. The Lincoln Continentals. Yeah. Of, uh, it's called the Church of the church Highlands. Church Fellowships. It's called Church of the Highlands. And, and it, it, it is 40,000 uh, yeah. members. It's Alabama's largest church. Um, it has up to 40,000 members, at least on the roll. I don't know what that means, but it's 40,000 <laughs> members on the roll. Mm-hmm. And what their plan is to do... Um, because this church, New Era, New Era, of course, it exists in the more low-income part of the city. And so what Church of the Highlands is going to do is they're going to build a, quote-unquote, satellite campus. You know how they, you know how, you know how they do. Yeah. They're going to build in, a... Yeah. Low-income low is code for colored. Right. They're going to build in the urban, you know, yeah. the urban context, what, you know what, that. What we tend to say is black. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to build one of their satellite campuses in the urban, quote-unquote, low-income side of town where Pastor M. Jordan's church happens to exist. Hmm. Um, and they have hired a, quote-unquote, African-American pastor. This is, this is the, the, the pattern. I say that they've hired a black pastor. He is the only black pastor on their leadership team, Mr. Mayo Sowell. 
to head the new worship center. Praise that the just Lord. so happens to be in the lower income. That just but, happens huh, to be in the lower. What a coincidence. Low. What a coinkydink, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. We, just, we just stumbled across this black dude wow. who happens to be a church leader. Look at, look at God, as right? they say. And so in response to that. You guys know the outcry would have been ridiculous if the pastor assigned to that particular oh, satellite location was white. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, no, of, I, I, of course. <laughs> They, no, they should have hired. The a, outcry would have been great. You know, well, what, yes. you know, would have been funny if they would have hired like a Hispanic pastor and said it was just for people of color. But you know, that's that's another the thing. Indian <laughs> or an Indian, right? Just people That'd of be color. Funny. So, in 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 response to that, this uh, pastor, <laughs> sorry, that's, you know, that's funny. M, that's really funny, actually. M M Jordan puts up that sign that says "Black folks need to stay out of white churches." Now, I want to separate the message from the messenger, which is not always the best thing to do. Only because this cat, he said some outlandish stuff before. Now, didn't you, didn't the sign have, say two things though? One thing on the front and one thing on the on the other side of the yeah, sign. Yeah, but I just wanted to focus on. Oh, that. oh, oh. <laughs> I just wanted to focus you can on. Cut that. that out. Clip that. Clip that. <laughs> clip that. Clip that. Uh, what what did the other side of the sign say? It it was in the article. Where is it? White people didn't want to live with us. Yeah, before. It, you, you don't like want to live next door to us. So why do you want to put your church here if you don't if you don't well, know it? Mm. You know, yeah, no. So this hmm. is why I want to separate the message from the messenger because this cat M Jordan has sent has said a bunch of outlandish things in the past, even things that the mayor of Birmingham, Alabama, has come out against, has spoken out against. He said things like AIDS was God's response to homosexual lifestyle, um, that white church is a slave master church or plantation religion. So he's he's said outlandish things before. Mm. So the, the reason I'm bringing that up is because when somebody who has said outlandish things <laughs> speaks again, yeah. we just normally tune them we out. Tune, right? Typically we, nullify yeah. anything that they say, even if it has some... Uh, Validity, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I wanted to kind of separate the two because this dude, when you look him up a little bit, he is a little outlandish. But I think in this particular instance, I under, I, I at least can understand his sentiment. I can understand why he would feel that way for two reasons. First, obviously, I think it's kind of ridiculous that another church would feel that of all the other churches that exist in that city, why would I need to? create another satellite campus instead of just trying to yeah, support. I have to, but I have to respond to that, especially being someone who has come from the Reformed tradition. And one thing uh -oh, about the uh -oh, Reformed, I don't, know, I don't know if, well, basically, um, it's an, uh, the notion of biblical Christianity, a notion, a notion okay. an idea that we actually ascribe to what the Bible says, as opposed to um, uh, adding things to the scripture. My issue with sola scriptura. Sp yeah, uh, specifically things like, you know, the five solas, including sola yeah. scriptura, scripture alone. We go by the scripture and of course as you, know, as, as, as you interpret it and, and, right? and again that's because people interpret one thing you know but but the point is, is that ways, right? but the point is, is that those of us of reformed tradition don't believe you. that we look through a lens we believe that we see the scripture for exactly what it says okay i said i came from a reformed tradition because uh. i am not necessarily um uh -oh. you know still like for you. believing all of that but that's what I have come. But but what I'm trying to tell go, you go, go. is ha, that ha. I'm about to slap you, Avery. But what I'm trying to tell you is this: that um, I don't know if Highlands is a Reformed tradition uh, church. What I will say though is that if it is, then 
it doesn't regard that there might have been other churches in that particular area because there is a doctrinal difference. Mm, So if you believe that the churches that are already there, even if they're 150, 200 years old, are in false doctrine, then yes, you definitely feel the need to plant there your own church with real doctrine so that you can reach out to the lowly people of low-income areas with the truth of the gospel. Those Those inferior Negroes that, that... Highly hey, emotional, hey, hey, running hey, laps around churches. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we want that, to teach them the truth. Don't hey, Highland hired that black pastor, man. They're relax, just, you man. Know, relax, bro. Male Sowell, he got they're it. They're not as intelligent as, you know. But see, this is my issue. You as, know, we, we, as, we, as the other group is. You know, so we've talked about this before. Set them straight. They're like children. You know, we mm. talk. Oh, here we go. See, hey, but but it. like children is you know is something that we've been accused of for the past almost four hundred years. Ooh, but there see, you go. This, this is my I was issue. As, the world, I as we've it. talked about before, in terms, I of don't that, agree that that whole sola scriptura thing, right? Because if that's what I believe, you're going in complete opposition to two scriptures I can think off the top of my head, mm. where it says, "Get to know those who labor among you." Ooh. So even if you think you might be doctrinally different, mm. at least find out what they're doing. That's one, right? That's and may, in the and maybe Bible. Highlands has, and maybe they haven't. Go ahead. I mean, I told you I'm cynical, so I'm going to doubt that. Not that they haven't, but I doubt it, <laughs> right? And two, the Bible says that we're all members of one body. Each joint supplies. Maybe there's something that you have that they need. You can supply that. Well, there are uh, members of one body as long as that one body is Highlands. Well, there you go. So <laughs> this is my whole, you know, the, my whole notion about that solar script torpedo. But that's neither here nor there. So Highlands comes in, hires their black pastor. They're gonna because Highlands actually has sixteen branch locations. They they like SunTrust out this joint. You know? Sixteen branch locations. You can just pull up with the drive through. Like really a drive through scripture just comes shooting out through the pneumatic tube. Boom. You just <laughs> oh okay, I'm good for the week. That's crazy. I thought that's that is insane. So anyway, he's come out and he's been interviewed by the local uh, news people, WVTM, and he, you know, he's done his, done his little local news yeah. circuit or whatever. Mm. The, the, the other point about it is, and I don't, you know, this guy is not, you know, he's not exempt because on the other, on the flip side of that coin where the one side is, okay, I get it. This big church is trying to come in and not trying to work with you guys. They just want to come in and take over. Yeah. But on the flip side, let's keep it one. They're going to empty out the other church. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. You you looking at your bread and mm-hmm. they're going to come in and empty out your church and you are looking at your bottom line, which again leads to my cynicism about most of these institutions. Member transfership. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that presents a big question. This is just a question, not an assumption about Christianity as expressed in oh, no, America. Go ahead and assume. That's what we and do that, here. And that question is... Are we going out and making disciples according to the Great Commission, or do we see just a transfer, as Avery just alluded to, of membership from one church to the next? So I would like to know more. Maybe, uh, um, maybe one of these organizations that actually does these stats has an answer to this. But how many people are actually being snatched up from their corporate offices or suburbs or streets or from wherever and believing the gospel of the Messiah of the New Testament fresh? And how many people are switching from church to church? Yeah. And then those are the numbers that we're I wouldn't we're be actually... surprised if Barna or Pew mm-hmm. has a research or has a study done. I would, I look it up, but it wouldn't shock me that, that they probably have some study done about something like that. So anyway, I, you know, I just thought that it was very unfortunate that as most things in, in this particular country, mm. 
even in the faith, mm. you know, it, it, mm. it's, it, it's very discouraging for me that it, it always comes down to black and white, which it shouldn't because, the, again, the Bible that we claim to read says we should no longer regard one another according to the flesh. Uh, like, mi- this is literally a literal scripture. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, but, but when it comes to Highlands, if, if Highlands actually looked at their past or looked at the past of uh, white American Christianity or Christianity as expressed in white America over the centuries and has noticed the segregation that was brought about by white Christianity and has decided that in this day and time, they want to do something different. Mm -hmm. They want to embed within black communities. Why they didn't choose middle-class black communities, I don't know. They chose a poor one, you know, which is what they tend to do is if those poor communities actually reflect black communities. But anyway, what if they said, we don't we don't want to go the way of our predecessors and just continue to to segregate let's see if we can be involved in these black communities well, and plant there and actually help people to understand historic and, and orthodox biblical faith and actually even put a black pastor over it we want to do something different than what we've done in the past what would you guys say about that well well i would say it's not different because if you go and you read the mohawk conference papers from uh uh, 1890 the uh what to do to, about the question of the negro you can look this up this is something that's actually it's published on archive.org i've seen it on scribd.com you can look it up you can search it online and when you read this it's so powerful um it's unfortunate that it's not really more more done on it but i'm not surprised because of how controversial the nature of the of the conference was, but, but what does something from 1890 have to do with, with the, with, with this situation? Very good question. Very good question. Well, in the Mohawk conference of Mohawk, that's M O H O N K conference of 1890 that took place in Mohawk upstate New York was a conference that came about after the election of our president Rutherford B Hayes in 1977. It was a trade off that 18. took 18, excuse me. I said 19, 1877. Um, <clears throat> Where it was a trade, uh, trade-off that said that okay, well, he would be accepted as being elected if troops were withdrawn from uh, the South that protected uh, colored people from uh, uh, white onslaught, and so post-slavery, yeah. post-slavery, which which allowed for Reconstruction to take place, and so when he became president, then you had the withdrawal of these troops and. Um, after that, he wanted to have a conference to figure out how do we address the issue of the um, of the of colored people or the Negro. They had conferences about um, what to do about the quote unquote Indian, and so they had questions about the Negro, and that's when this conference came about. Anyway, in in, in some of these papers, you can read and you can you, you'll see that there was a gigantic initiative from um, the major major denominations of um, quote-unquote religion or Christianity, that being the Presbyterian and the Episcopalian, um, uh, from what I can, from, from, from what my research has uh, uh, shown me. And I want to put Baptists in there as well, uh, but they would, they would uh, uh, embed themselves and they would set up um, churches 
They would set up trading schools. They would set up uh, elementary schools. Wait, wait. So you're saying the notion of being mis- missional, which our generation has just come into contact with over the past decade, about be- having missional churches that are embedding in in communities. You're saying that's not new. Yeah, I'm saying that's not new. They, that that that's been going on for hundreds of years. And um, in fact, that was really the only way that a lot of resources were. Well, some resources were distributed, particularly certain kinds of uh, trade education was uh, matriculated throughout um, what became known as the black community. Or so what was, wrong community. With, what was wrong with, with that? Well, you have something called syncretism. So the problem with a, the problem with a lot of that it was a view. Now, some 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 of it what it did have value based on the circumstances that you were in, because if you're in a particular environment where, you know, you needed an education in order to earn an income and they were the only people providing it. Otherwise, you're left to uh, rot, unfortunately, then it would make sense to to participate um, and to go to this particular school, they learned certain things like sewing, but they, they focused a lot on the women, not so much, not, not so much the men. It was a huge emphasis on the women. So it's no, it's actually, um, this whole idea of more women or women being in school. Oh, you know, I'm independent woman, college graduate and all of that. There was a big, emphasis. Had to shake like that. Though. There, <laughs> it was big, there, there, there was big emphasis. There was big emphasis on that back in, um, you know, as late as early as 1890 and before, but I bring that up just to just to say that it's not a new thing as yeah. far as uh, what's happening in Alabama. They they those those gigantic churches have been trying to save the savage, so to speak. That's not that's not anything new. And that's the 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 frustrating part is if you could just call it what it is, right? Yeah. We're we're gonna send resources to these underprivileged neighborhoods. Okay. If you're gonna call it that and just do that, then just say that. But when we when there's this mixture, right? And we've talked about syncretism on, on here at, at nauseum, when there's this mixture of things and we're gonna guise it under the name of mission or, you know, being missional, it's like, but that's not really what you're doing. Right. That that that's not really your intention. What is their intention? What do you assume their intention to be well, that well, we, they we, have not communicated? Well, this is what we what we're just saying. Let's just keep it or again, just keep it in 100. If you're providing resources to people who have been generationally underprivileged, they're easier to manipulate a in underprivileged areas. Like Avery just said, the, the property is cheaper. I mean, we live in D.C. area. We, that's what's going on now. That's why they're coming in. We can come in and say, you know yeah. what? That's that. Oh, let me get some well, of that. Yeah, and yes, and and to be clear, uh, according to the Federal Housing Authority, uh, a mixture. You have three types of areas, right? You have a, you have a, and this has to do with like redlining and all of that. You have a homogenous white area, then you have an intra-racial area. Yeah, and like then, a mixed. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then you have a homogenous. Uh, african-american or homogenous colored area and the land the property value is its highest in homogenous white areas and that is by design by the federal housing authority and veterans affairs office look up red states yeah yeah yeah. well there's a book i'm reading called the color of law Um, i mean all of that is the source of the wealth gap that exists in the united states right now but this speaks to your question why you asked why they don't go to uh middle class black neighborhoods so that's why what i'm saying is is that you're you're you are walking money right you are an asset right we we all are 
assets in the in this country, in the United States, based on how this economy works, right? And so they have tagged you as having colored skin to be of less monetary value than a Caucasian. That 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 obviously they have Caucasian skin. They have a higher value. So when they go and they move into a particular area that you occupy, by definition, because it now becomes intra-racial, the value of that area, the value of those homes gets higher. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yes. So Sounds like the gentrification issue mm-hmm. that we were yeah. talking about. Yeah. So that's why sometimes I just expect, and you know, maybe it's still me, unfortunately, being a little naive and that's when why, you're dealing with but believers. That's, but that's why I gave the pushback, because mm-hmm. I am sure, one thing I'm sure of, is that there are people within that Highlands congregation that do not have the sinister, yeah. you know, and behind I, I, the, oh, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to find some cheap land and some, you know, deplorable Negroid area, and we're going to minister to these people. What if some people said, as I said earlier, that we actually want to contribute to well, yeah. the um, to the spiritual life and even the practical life of the people in that well, particular you know, region? And, I, and, and I, I do hear what you're saying. And, and I do agree to a certain degree that there are genuine people who are like, no, we just want to help. And I know that because when you talk to different people, like I think I gave you all like the example a couple weeks ago about the brother who was a social worker in Virginia. He said, you know, he gets calls from churches all the time like, yo, how can we help? How can we give resources right. and bodies to doing what y'all are doing? So I get it. But the problem is if you exist within a particular institution, there's only so much you're going to do. Like we all went to college, right? There's only certain majors you're going to major in because that's all they offer. That is correct. You see what I'm saying? So you exist. By with, yeah, by design. So we exist in the, the those people participate in a particular institution. And so the problem is you're only going to be able to do what that institution is going to allow and what it's designed to do. And the main thrust of any institution, including church institutions, is to keep the institution going. That is number one on the list. Now, that's the unspoken one. Even though it's number one on the list, it's the one that goes the least spoken about. It's the glass ceiling. And so what I'm saying is is that anything that that would be to a certain detriment to that institution, they're not going to fully, fully do it. And and you're you're right. There's a a huge syncretism that goes to that because when people say that they're missional minded and whatnot and they say that they plant churches and, and all these things that i mean that's one thing you also have the other the other way um where it's about them so it's like okay so we're gonna spread the gospel in the name of who right and it's it, it is usually in the name of so-and-so group that's doing it and that's not what the bible that's not what the bible commands that's not what the bible says and uh it really is um, to AJ's point. I mean, that's it's it's nation building. That's what's happening. It's nation building. They're building. They're building their nation. Yeah, and what you're what you're saying reminds me of what Dr. Anthony Bradley of King's College has been saying hmm. about these sorts of church plants. Yeah. He says, okay, white Christians, when you have these church plants in these lower income, again, you don't go to higher income colored uh, or yeah. Negro right. areas. Right. You go to lower income. Yes. When you do those plants. 
Um, then and then you bring in people who say, oh, well, we actually want to have more authentic community with the people that we're planting among. So therefore, we're going to move into houses in those areas. You're actually spurring on the gentrification that yeah. pushes out the very people yeah. that you claim that you want to minister to. Yeah. And that reminds me of what you had said earlier, AJ, which is if you have all those resources, why don't you use those resources yeah. and provide them for the ministries yeah. that are like, already there? If you care so much, empty out your... Uh, bank account if you care so much right like, if you care so much then empty out your bank account like if you care that much you know like th there's this idea that but that's I, the institution well, well, you're yeah, right I, I, well, so what i'm saying is like there's the idea that 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 we want you like we want you to come you have you're so guilt-ridden that you you read about this concept of um Spreading the world to the, uh, other, I mean, sp spreading the gospel and making disciples to the uttermost part of the earth, right? So you come all the way to my spot, you come all, come all the way to my community, and and that's not to say that you know, like it did. There's a lot of assumption there. There's an assumption that I don't know the Lord, and the Lord hasn't dealing with me outside of you, and like you have to be the medium. That's one thing, and that's very that's very patronizing. That's that, that's one thing. But then the other thing is that your community has sent in their camp. Like we're all sitting under this holly weird uh, 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 brainwashing that's taking place and, and dealing with, we talked about cultural Marxism and critical theory. Why don't you focus on that? Like we got our community. Like, like we'll deal with this. And Why even do you if constantly I constantly have that. to constantly yeah. co come to co like, 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 like try to civilize us when you all, you all have so many things going on, going on in your situation. But you'd rather, because it's easier. You, I mean, it, it, it's like it's easier. It, it's, yeah, it's easier. It's unconquered territory. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you just keep coming and trying. Like, like we're good. Just stop messing with us. Like, we don't need you. If you care so much about the sins of the past, then cut the check. Right. Otherwise, just leave us alone. So, in other words, help us to do better what it is that we're already doing, us, yeah, or provide yeah. it, not better, but provide the resources that we need to continue to develop our own communities. I mean, if you want to live in harmony, like, why do you constantly like? You don't have to invade. You don't like. You don't have to do that. That's not how. That's not how nations work or occupy. Well, yeah, you don't have to occupy, right? Nations aren't supposed to work that way historically until occupation came about, but. Um, and occupation has been going on, but that's not ever been a good thing. That's not a good thing. Yeah. But the way nations work is you make contributions with other nations, uh, with other with other lines, with other groups of people. Your group of people uh, 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 puts out a particular um, uh, 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 item, a product, and you trade with another nation that puts out a particular item, a product. You don't have to occupy. See, you but see what I'm you know everything that you're saying is 100 yeah. percent true. But this is where my pushback comes from because as a believer in the Messiah, I am called to a higher way of existing nation building nation, existing nation functioning. Those are all things that have their source in the earth yes. where I'm called to have a source that is heavenly. Right. Yes. So if, if I see and I examine the way nations function, you say, mm -hmm. okay, that's the way nations function. Okay. Right. But I am called to a higher way of thinking behaving and correct. existing and Absolutely. so what i would be what what i should be able to see and, and listen everybody who's listening we're not taking again this guy michael jordan is not exempt because this dude is trying to do the exact same thing he's trying to protect his territory yeah, he's, he's not territory. worried about the people yeah. but neither is highland so we, we want to try to paint the picture again, we're on, making on both assumptions sides. about yeah. motives with regard to that 
I'll, Eve doesn't want to make those assumptions, but I will make the assumption I mean, for I mean, her. I can understand someone saying, uh, what's what's the true motive of this particular right. pastor? But maybe he feel, feels like he has something to protect, and it's not just the amount of tithe money coming into his pocket. It's not just. You're, you're right. Yeah. But my only reason. And I would agree with that. My only reason to that. suspect their motives is this. If Avery's doing work in a particular part of the area, right? Christian work. We just call it Christian work, you know, whatever, whatever he's doing. Believer work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And w- let's say one day I'm praying or something and I feel like the Lord wants me to really go to that area, right? And then I go to that area and I find out Avery's there. Mm-hmm. Now, if I truly function as a body, there's no need for me to reproduce what he's doing. Well, what if you're not reproducing? What if Avery every Sunday is running laps around the church and saying he's getting a blessing for running laps and you see a theological deficiency there? That's semantics. What might you do? That's semantics. Why? The, the reason that's semantics, and, and I know you're what you're saying because people say that, but that's semantics because if I go there, he says, okay, he's running laps, bump that dude. I'm going to go down the block and plant another church. What does the unbeliever say? Why is there two churches on this block? The unbeliever yeah. doesn't say Avery's running laps, but those people are singing hymns. Mm, they're better. That's not what the unbeliever says. See, no, we, CCM, contemporary yeah. Christian music. Not well, hymns. no, sometimes they're just singing old hymns. You know, you don't okay. have to be. You I know, thought you were talking about the Toby newfangled. Macker, you know, I thought you were like talking about the newfangled satellite joint. That's the contemporary Christian joint. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. No, no, I'm, I'm speaking the truth, bro. But I'm just saying, see, that's to not the wider what com- the wider community. Yeah, they we, just see two because, churches in one spot, and they still see right, the projects exactly. across the street. Because you brought up the Great Commission, Woo. that's what I'm saying. The, the the Great Commission is the interaction of believers with unbelievers. So, what does the unbeliever say when they see Avery's work and they see my work down the block? They say, "Yo, these churches is tripping, man. It's two churches on this block, but it's a liquor store right here. The hoes and prostitutes are right there." And it's the projects right there. So this is where we get into this semantical argument that really is nonsensical. Yes, I understand your you know, stance on wanting to be so doctrinally sound. I get it. And that has its points. It has its validity. But we, there is a particular time and place to get into that. Initially, let me go in there and see what these cats are doing. Because if I go and paint, do something down the block, it paints the wrong picture to the unbeliever. If I, I, but that's the institution, right? If the University of Maryland wants to go down there, they just put another campus over there. Yeah. They don't say, hey, what's that other school doing? They don't care. They want to take the students from that other school, mm-hmm. right? I'm adjunct faculty at a, at a community, community college. college. Mm-hmm. I can remember being, no, seriously, but I can remember being in meetings where they would talk about creating another satellite campus in the south part of the county. Why? Because the southern part of the county, a lot of the students are going to another school. And so like, we need to have a presence down there because we're losing students. That's how institutions think. Yeah, yeah, I've been in higher ed for for, for the better part of a decade. And yes, it's about prison. But again, you know, would you understand some people saying, well, the church isn't the the same type of institution. It doesn't have the same motives. They have the exact same characteristics. That's what I'm saying. The characteristics, if you take the religion part out and just look at the characteristics, they're exactly the same. So what is it that caused you and the other church leaders within your particular former church to say we're gonna disband what is it that's so special about y'all <laughs> what is it that was so conscious and higher order thinking about you guys that or conscience or conscious i should say about you guys that caused you to 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 disband and say we're we we do not want institution anymore i think a lot of people come to that point and you have to make a decision i think it's in the book of joel where it says you have to you're in the valley of decision 
a lot of listen because I've talked to a lot of guys who are church leaders and they yeah. come to that point. Come on, they they come to that come point. But you have to choose. Sometimes you say, you know what? I've invested too much time, invested too much money, invested too much of myself to just give up. So I'm gonna keep fighting and try to change things. But you have to you have to make a decision. Now, luckily, a lot of the leaders that I walked with at, at the time, we realized, you know what? This ain't really popping because it's an institution. It's not biblical in terms of the way it's constructed. And plus your parishioners weren't paying your bills, weren't paying your telephone yeah, bills. And, yeah, and we didn't tie. Your we automobile. Didn't tie. <laughs> then maybe you could chill. I was trying to chill. I don't think you do. <laughs> we we dating ourselves in this joint. I guarantee you, it's some so young you people that don't through? even know that. Yeah. Okay. You know what? And that that I and I'm, I wanted to bring up that, that Beyonce mass. I meant to Talk about oh, that, but Lord. I ain't trying to change the subject. So let's, we need to, wait, 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 we need to yeah. speak on this. Let's, not now. Yeah, not yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's okay. the little hook joint. Yeah, we, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know when you watch, you seen like Avengers or whatever, and spoiler then, alert. Yeah, you see Avengers, and, and then all of a sudden, like you know, you look, and it's like it's like uh, at the end of the joint or somewhere in there, it's like a little cutscene to to a random joint. They don't get back to it. Like, oh, that's gonna be in the next one. That, that that's all that was. That okay. was a little okay, cool, you know, cool, a little shout out to. Cutscene joint. So yeah. let's 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 shift and transition to something that it's a little old. It's about a month and a half old. Hmm. But this was an article in the Christian Post, um, and it was about the MLK fifty. And we had talked about this, the messages from the mountaintop thing. We talked about this before. But there was something uh, you know that took place at that event that MLK the MLK fifty event that um, I wanted to talk about. So I kind of held MLK? off on it. What's that? What's MLK? Miles. <laughs> Lewis King, no, no, I'm sorry. Martin Luther King 50 event, you know, the the one that took place right after his uh, birthday. I um, mean, this kid's out here, they don't know who Mary J. Blige is. So <laughs> You were just quoting Beyonce and uh, <laughs> Destiny's Child, they probably don't know Destiny's Child. <laughs> they don't know Destiny's Child. Yeah. You think somebody's going to know who I'm okay is? <laughs> but yes, this is 2018, and uh, everything that happened in 1968 is at the 50 mark right now, yeah. including the 68 Olympics and a lot of other things, but that also includes the unfortunate assassination of Martin Correct. Luther King. And so there are a lot of commemorations that have happened over the course of this year so uh, far. Oh, I'm sorry, not his birthday, yes, his assassination. Yeah, I'm sorry. but but it fault. includes the um, the event that you're about to talk about. Yeah, and so you know we had mentioned you know Matt Chandler and a couple of the other ones a couple months ago, um, but there was uh, your your boy Johnny Piper. Oh no, don't he, talk about Pipey Pipe. That's my that's my dude. He spoke at the mm. event, and you know honestly up to this point, I'm literally up to the moment that I read this article, I actually had nothing against this cat. Because I, I know he's a reformed dude, and you know I've never been that kind of person, but I could appreciate him for the stuff he did. Now, like you know what, that's just not my cup of tea. But you know, whatever. To though, you know, to each his own. Mm. And then I read this article, and I thought, mm, man, that's not really kosher. So what am I talking about? Um, yeah, John article, Piper, he's the founder about? of DesiringGod.org, and he is the chancellor of Bethlehem College and Seminary. Um, he spoke at this MLK 50 event, all right? Um, he actually gave the closing speech or the closing, you know, remarks or whatever you want to call it. Um, sermon, some people say sermon, some people say speech. 
And now remember the context of the event. It's to honor the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. I think it's to honor Martin Luther King Jr., but it was... <laughs> oh, well, so you honor the assassination. Not, yeah, <laughs> but it was, you know, it's to honor Martin Luther King... Yeah, go ahead and look. Edit, edit, me, edit, edit. edit. Okay, go ahead. It's to, to do John what? Wilkes what was Booth. the purpose? No, no, that's the wrong <laughs> dude. James Earl Ray. No, that's the wrong ja- dude. No, it's James Earl Ray. Is it James Earl Ray? Supposedly, James, but there's so James another Ray, controversy. So he popped off that. two people. He popped off JFK and he popped off... <laughs> oh, so no, it's not him. Ronald Luther King. Sirhan, Sirhan, I forgot who did no, what. No, Sirhan, Sirhan, he popped off. He popped off. Robert the dude Francis. That, I, yeah, I okay. Anyway, yeah, anyway, go ahead. It all runs together. So here, we, so here we are. Jackie so, Robinson got six rings. So it all runs so together. It, it, you know, at at this event to honor Martin Luther King on the 50th anniversary of his assassination, he gets up and gives the speech, and I'm like, okay, cool. And he talks about his issues with racism growing up in the South. Because John Piper's from the South. He said he had a sin of being racist. And I guess he sort of kind of repented publicly. Okay, I'm with you. But what I didn't like was he used the opportunity to essentially put a question mark of MLK's faith, salvation, right? Okay. And I've heard those things before. So this is not anything new. But my the the issue that I took with that is, was this the time and place for that? In an event that was designed to honor Dr. Martin Luther King, is this the the place and time to want to question his salvation? Now, I think me and Dan had gotten to this one time about this before as well. People want to question MLK's salvation based on the things that he had said when he was young. And we've all said stupid things when we were young and a lot of things that probably were completely unbiblical when we were younger. So he's, you know, mm-hmm. brought up papers that he wrote in his early twenties when he was in seminary. Okay, I got you. How many times have we done things when we were young? You look back like, Ooh, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Um, and so the point I'm bringing up about one time me and Dan got into it where a lot of these church leaders that we bring up and that we love to quote, we those same sentiments are not brought up we don't bring up martin luther's anti-semitism or jonathan edwards slaveholding where he wrote things about why we should kill all the jews like Mm -hmm. martin luther wrote stuff like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why we should bomb their synagogues Mm -hmm. well not bomb but blow up or burn down or whatever um but his, his questioning his faith is never brought up now are those dastardly comments to make of course i don't want to kill any jewish people or burn down synagogues but MLK is saying, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that Jesus met John the Baptist when he said he did. Or I'm, I'm not, okay, like that's a weird statement to make. Okay, but I, it, he existed in a particular context. And I think Avery and I talked about this. MLK grew up in the early part of the 20th century. Now, if you're telling me a young African-American believer in the South in the early part of the 20th century became disillusioned with Christianity in America, that is not surprising to me. <laughs> That does not surprise me if a young believer who is in seminary becomes disillusioned with Christianity, even though it's a liberal school, becomes disillusioned with Christianity. We know people in the 21st century who are becoming disillusioned yeah. with yeah. Christianity. And believe those same things, actually. Right, and could believe and some no of those same things. And they not being kicked off buses and having crosses burnt on their yard, and yet they're still becoming disillusioned with Christianity. MLK had to endure all of that 
So, so your question is, why would John Piper lot, even yeah. bring that up? First of all, why bring it up? And then second thing is, why bring it up on that type of occasion? Yes. And my response to that, because again, because I come from a, ref, uh, there's part of my background is reformed in terms of soteriology and in terms of, uh, in terms of what whew. it is that we believe theologically, is that you have to look at the context. He's talking to people who question MLK altogether, have, right. have questioned MLK's Christianity. And so as a result, Piper took the occasion to say, I myself, Piper says, have sinned in some major areas, just like there are ways that MLK has sinned. Let's be able to look past that and look at what MLK brought to the table uh, in terms of being uh, one of the forerunners of bringing some kind of justice, some kind of dash to the racial caste system that we have in this country. And I think that that's probably it. I, I don't necessarily agree with his method, but that was probably what was on his mind when he brought these issues up. And you're probably right. I'm not because, again, like I said, he's entitled to his belief. And if he felt based on some of the things that he read that Martin Luther King wrote again in his early 20s were questionable. OK, I'm with you. I They sound questionable. Yes. You look like, mm, ooh, OK, but at an event designed to honor the man. I'm just not sure if that was the right forum. That's all I thought. You know, I feel like he tried to co-opt the forum because how else am I going to get all these people together to spew my rhetoric unless I come to this MLK joint and they're all in the same room? That's just why I was kind of like. Now, another thing that this speaks to, though, that just that's just glaring. Uh, to me mm -hmm. um, has to do with age. We have to remember also, uh, in spite of what MLK may or may not have believed in his early 20s, MLK didn't make it to middle age. Right. And and here we have John Piper, who is, I believe, 72 at this point. At the, at the time, yeah. And so John Piper has, you know, decades upon decades of growth and maturity and development exactly. on MLK just simply because MLK's life was, was snuffed out. And so, you know, that's another thing that we need to remember when we hear um, contemporary people providing some kind of commentary on, on pie, folks yes. who 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 didn't have the benefit of decades of of uh, maturity that they themselves had in order to reach certain conclusions no you're exactly right because who's to say 20 i mean mlk got he was killed in his mid-30s so Late who's to 30s, say yep, he's 37 right 39 30? 39 he didn't even get to 40 so who's to say 15 years later he yeah. doesn't look back and say man some of the things i was doing when i was in my early 30s or in my early 20s Right, we we all have the benefit to do that because we've lived beyond that. MLK, you're right, did not have that opportunity, so we're left, you know, kind of frozen in time. The things that he did in his early 20s, and he does not have the opportunity to grow and change and retract some of those statements. So again, that's just why I'm kind of like, ah, eh, okay, I get it. You don't jive with the things that he wrote when he was in his early 20s. Um, here you are, 72. And have had the like I said, have had the opportunity to mature. What if Piper was assassinated? We would look back and say, "Man, Piper was this racist Southern preacher from back in the day." I can't jive with this cat, but no, he was able to grow, mature, wow. and change. Really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. Not that interesting. He wouldn't have been assassinated, but I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I get you. But if he had died in a car accident at that age, yeah, yeah, had a heart attack. Yeah, if he got, if, let's say he had a heart. I'm serious. <laughs> let's say he had a heart attack 25 
five years ago, yeah. we would just know, man, Piper was this racist dude from back in the South. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't jive with that cat. But we don't have that. We have this fully mature picture now. So that's why I'm like, yeah, dude, say that drink for something else, mm-hmm. man. Like, take that. Kick rocks with that. <laughs> I, like, I understand this. That's what you feel. Mm-hmm. And that's what you believe. But come on. You think more holistically about what you're saying. If we bring this back around to the notion of black Christianity, aren't any thoughts on your part, on either of your parts about um, the the people, the audience that we are doing this podcast for, which are those people who have become disillusioned. Um, are we looking at these different articles to say we understand the dis- disillusionment, or to provide some perspective on it? Um, any any thoughts about what about that particular audience of people and how they should, or how they do look at people like John Piper? Well, you know what? I'm glad you asked that question. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to do disc two. So if you guys want to hear that answer to that question, I encourage you to jump on over now to disc two. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. They're the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinction